All right, we are live. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are, as always, as always. We'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is February 16th, 2023, and week 211. If you're new around here, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Uh, We have a few comments already. Um, Casey says, praise the Lord, brothers. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed and prosperous evening. God bless. David says, praise the Lord, everyone. Hope everyone is having a great day in the Lord. I'm so thankful for his goodness. And Kiara also says, praise the Lord. So praise the Lord to you three. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, we hope you guys get something out of the message. Um, As you can see from the title, um, we're continuing our series on who is Jesus. And this one is called The Life. So we'll be taking a deep dive into that. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, we pray that you guys get something out of it and learn how to apply it to your life. And another early comment, Chelsea says, praise the Lord. So praise the Lord to you, Chelsea. Thank you also for tuning in. And now I'll pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. Thank you, Melvin. As we typically do, let us go into a word of prayer. If you guys have a moment to stop and and pause, we encourage you to join in this prayer with us. Gracious Lord, thank you for how you blessed us. Lord, we thank you for how you kept us, how you watched over us, Lord. You've been so merciful, so kind to us, so loving towards us. Lord, we could never repay you, Lord, but uh, help us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Lord, help us to give you exactly what you're asking for and not to cut any corners, Lord. We're praying that uh, no matter what happens to us, in this life that we will continually remember that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm lord continue to elevate us continue to open our understanding open our eyes help us to just be more and more like you each and every day of our lives lord Uh, regardless of the attacks uh, that the devil will throw our way lord help us to uh, decrease Uh, And you would increase, Lord, in our lives, Lord. Just help us to just know your word. Just help us to just know you. But we're praying all these blessings. We're praying for the Bible study tonight that uh, something would be said that would encourage us. Something would be said that would uh, help us to see just a little bit better than what we've seen. Help help us uh, something that something would be said to give us a new perspective on things. Give us your perspective, Lord. We're, We're just looking for you. We just want to be like you. So Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So let's go to that verse that I sent you, Melvin. Um, we're going to get right into things tonight because I, I actually might go in a slightly different direction on what I intended. Uh, but nonetheless, God, he's still good. And so we're going to look at that. Let, let's read that verse that I that we uh, that I sent you, man. Uh, Matthew chapter 16 and verse 13. When Jesus came into the coasts of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Now, we're doing this series, this study on who is Jesus. And I'm I'm grateful for the fact that Jesus asked this question himself. Uh, So it's not just me asking this question. Jesus asked this question already. He said, he talked to his disciples now. Get who he's talking to, his followers. He said, who do men say that I am? I'm the son of man. He's referring to himself. He said, who do people say that I am? You know, we have... People have all kinds of opinions today. (laughs) And we deal with people's opinions on a daily basis. But what people fail to realize is our opinions do not matter. It only matters what God says. Tony's opinion does not matter one bit. Even your opinion. I hate to break it to you, but it actually doesn't matter one bit. Only God's matters. 
And so Jesus now wanted to get some understanding and he wanted to clarify some things. So he asked them, who are people around the town? Who are people you come into contact with? I, I know you hear people whispering. Look, sometimes people try to whisper about it. <laughs> they try to whisper and say some things and, and they think you can't hear it. Uh, but a lot of times people are saying things so very loud <laughs> that you can hear it. So Jesus, like, when people are, in my words, when people are whispering about us, when they're whispering about me, who, who are they saying that I am? What are they saying that you heard? Just, just tell me some of the things that you heard about me. So that's that's the question that he asked them. And so oftentimes I ask people, you know, who, who is Jesus? You know, tell me what did Jesus teach? What does he believe? See, we cannot separate his teachings from who he is, his beliefs from who he is. So we started uh, I don't even remember how many weeks we've been doing this now. I can't even, I don't even know if it's been one or two, but I know we're at least at week two. We might be at week three. I believe we're at week two, though, but we started out, I started out this series by going through the birth of Jesus. And so now we moved on. I want to get into some other teachings that he taught. Um, and as I said, I'm probably going to go a different direction than what I intended. Nonetheless, it's all to the glory of God. So he said, are people saying that I am? Read for us, man, if you will. And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist. Now we're going to get into some he said, she said stuff. <laughs> some rumors. Some some barbershop talk, some uh, <laughs> some talk that sometimes people say things when uh, they think, like I said, they think nobody's listening. He said, you hear the noise that's going on. Look, people always have something to say. And you'll find out that oftentimes people are doing so much talking, but they're saying the wrong things. They're saying things that are not even true. So she just said, tell me who people are saying that I am. He said, they responded to him. Some say that thou art John the Baptist. Now this is his cousin. People can't even tell. <laughs> people have got him confused with his own cousin. See, people say so much stuff. Look, I, I just want you to, you guys to think about this. If people were confused on who Jesus was back then, they were confused back then. Tell me how. Tell me how we've got it all figured out today. Look, they watched this man. They seen him physically. They seen exactly how tall he was. They, they seen exactly how big his hands were. They seen all these things about him. They seen exactly how, uh, what shade his skin color was. They seen all of this stuff. And yet, somebody said, oh, he John the Baptist. Before his Some Elias mm -hmm. and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. They say, oh, he's Elijah. That's what he means by Elijah. Oh, he's Elijah. Oh, he's Jeremiah. People were confused even then. I'm trying to let you know something. People are going to tell you the wrong things today. It's important for you to get in the word. Because if you don't, you will be tricked. You will be deceived. Look, people will argue with you all day long, people who don't know anything. They don't read, they don't study, but they'll tell you who Jesus is. Until this was happening back then. They say he's John the Baptist. He's one of those other prophets. I can't think of his name, but it was, it was one of those prophets. They say he's Jeremiah. He's Elijah. He's all these other different people. Everyone except who he actually is. So then he turned around and asked another question. Read that next question. But whom say ye that I am? Oh, I'm sorry, he saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? He said, now that we've gotten out the way what everybody else is saying, 
Now I want to know what you think. See, what other people say when people give their opinion, when people give their hot takes, when people give their thoughts on the thing, it, it sort of persuades us. It clouds our judgment. It causes us to think the way that they think. See, we're doing this study on Jesus because I want you to know who he is. It's, it's important. Look, we know everything else going on in this world. We know everything else. We know, <laughs> we know knowledge about so many things. Whatever thing you love, I guarantee you know a lot about it. But even if you just say, well, I just love music, I guarantee you know a lot of singers. You know a lot of musicians. You know a lot of songs. Whatever it is that you love, you know a lot about it. So if we love Jesus, why not learn a lot about him? So he said, who's everybody saying that I am? They told him all the wrong answers. Then he said, I want you to tell me who you say that I am. So that's where we are tonight. If, if Jesus himself asked you this same question, who would you say that he is? Who would you say that he is? Did you say what he taught? Now, I want to go in a direction that I, I feel led to go in this direction tonight. Flip over. Flip over to Luke chapter 18. Now, we're going to go to a few different places because I want you to think about some things tonight. Luke chapter 18 and at verse 18. Luke 18 and at verse 18. Because to be honest with you, Jesus, I think that's where I want to go. Hold on, I might have made a mistake here. But that doesn't look like what I wanted. I, I think I meant to tell you Mark 18 and 18. That doesn't sound right in my head either. No, that's not right because it <laughs> might be Matthew. Hold on a second. Uh, well, while you're finding that, we got two more comments. Sister Rosie says, praise the Lord. And um, David says, he quotes John 8 and 24. I said, therefore, unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Definitely. I'm, I'm having trouble finding the verse that I was looking for. I'm looking for the verse where he says, when the Son of Man returns, shall he find faith on earth? And I wrote it down wrong. Luke 18 and 8. Okay, 18 and 8. I wrote 18 and Okay. <laughs> Luke 18 and 8. Let's see what that says now. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? You know, Jesus. Now, this is the, the direction I want to go tonight because, as I said, I, I kind of being pulled into a different direction. Jesus, now, he was a man of faith. That's who he was. He was a man who believed in everything. Every word of God, you know, the scripture tells us man should not live by bread alone, but by every word, but by every word of God. Jesus was a man who believed every single thing that God said. This is who he was. This is who Jesus is. And you know what? He's living for that from us. He says, when the son of man Return. He's talking about himself now. Jesus is asking when he returns back to the earth, because we know he's gone now. We know he's ascended back into heaven. He said, when I return, am I going to find any faith on earth? Am I going to find any people who truly knew who he is? Is he going to find people who knew who, who, knew who he is? Is he going to find that? He's looking for some faith. 
And the only way we can gain the faith of Jesus, we've got to get in the Word. We've got to find out who He is. The Bible tells us faith comes by hearing, and you have to hear the Word. So, Jesus, look, He was a man of faith. No matter what situation came up, He still believed. This is what He tried to teach us. And so, I want to show you this tonight because I know we are people who've had doubts. We've had uh, worries. But if we would just study the life of Jesus, if we would just study his teachings, his words, his actions, we would gain faith and we would believe. He told us all you need is this amount of faith. The amount of faith you need is the grain of a mustard seed. Now, if you look up a mustard seed, it's small. He said, this is what, look, he was trying to tell us, you're going to start there. But you know what happens? You will continue to grow. See, that seed does not stay the same. When a person plants a seed into the ground, it doesn't stay the, that's the same seed. You're expecting something to happen. You go by, you water it. You do all that work for that seed because you're expecting something. So Jesus now, he's telling us, look, this is the amount of faith that you need to have. It's a small amount. But you know what? It's supposed to grow. So Jesus, he was a man of faith. And so if we are to truly know who he is, Outside of all the noise, outside of all the naysayers, outside of all the, uh, the foolish talk, because people have all kinds of opinions. But when we truly get into the Word, we find out exactly who He is. He's a man of faith. And so He tells us, He's talking to His disciples now, to His followers. He said, When I return, am I going to find faith? Is He going to find some people who are like Him? Is he going to find that? Or is he going to find, you know, a lot of times people, it's a sad thing, but a lot of times people lose their faith. It's a sad thing. Situations arise and it causes us to lose our faith. But if you know who Jesus is, go to, go to, um, go to John chapter 14 for us, man. John chapter 14. And at verse one, see Jesus now. When you really digest what He said, but He's going to teach us faith. He's going to teach us hope. There are so many people in the world at this very moment who don't have any hope, who don't have any faith. So many situations we get in, and we lose our faith. But I'm telling you tonight, we got to find it back. We got to get it back. Pick up verse 1 for John 14 and verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. You might need to read that again, man. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. He said, just have faith. He said, just have faith. He said, let not your heart be troubled. I can, I can see us there now. Say, Jesus, you must not understand what all I'm going through. You must not understand the circumstances that I've endured. You must not understand. How can I not be troubled? Look, we're troubled all the time. And I understand why. Because some situations happen. I did a Bible study uh, some time ago, and it always sticks out in my mind because I made this prayer for me. But I believe other people can benefit from it because I understood sometimes. Sometimes I said the, the, the prayer was, Lord, help me in a moment. Because I know for a fact that in Bible study, look, we're strong. We're quoting scripture. All things are possible through Christ. Look, we're quoting John 14 and 1. Let not your heart be troubled. In Bible study, it's easy. In Sunday school, it is easy. 
when I'm talking to someone else, but that's easy. But as soon as the test comes my way, Lord, what happened? I've now started to doubt. I've now started to waver. I've now started to lose my faith. So the prayer that I had, even talked about it in the Bible, I said, Lord, help me in the moment. This is what we all need. He said, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, he said, believe also in me. He's, he's a teacher of faith. This is who Jesus is. They brought up a lot of good people. John the Baptist, Elijah, those are some good people. But none of those people could teach us the lessons that Jesus was going to come and teach. I'm not trying to take anything away from them. None of us can teach what Jesus taught. He had to do it first. He was a man of faith. He said, don't let your heart be troubled. I've, I've talked about the, the earthquakes that, that have happened, the wars that are going on, the, the uh, threat of wars, the, the bad weather we're getting from time to time, all kinds of things, the financial climate of the world, the financial situation, all kinds of things trouble us. My God, especially when gas prices continue to go up, all I heard was people talk about the gas prices. People's hearts were troubled. That's all they told me. We're troubled. But he said, if you can just have faith, if you can just hold on, he said, just believe in me. This is what Jesus was about, having faith. This is what he was about. Read the next one for us, man. In my father's house are many mansions. Mm -hmm. If it were not so, I would have told you, mm -hmm. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. He's trying to teach us. Just have faith. Just believe. Just continue to hold on to the hope of this. Uh, I've been asked before, look, what, what does this have to do with real life? Did a Bible study on that. What does this have to do with real life? See, we look at these things, but this applies to every day. There's so many situations that we will find ourselves in. And the devil's going to put a thought in our minds. You should just give up. You, you, you shouldn't even try anymore. This is going to unfortunately happen. But the fortunate thing is we have God's assurance. He said, I'm preparing something just for you. But I don't care who doesn't like you, who hates you for whatever reason, even if you haven't did anything. Regardless of any of that, he said, I'm preparing something for you. If you believe now, if you actually would have faith in him, See, this is what Jesus taught. This is how we never find ourselves. Look, if you continue to keep your eyes, stay on him. He said he'll keep you in perfect peace. This is how you cannot be troubled when you keep your eyes on him. Keep thinking about what he promised you. Look, God himself promised you these things. Look, it don't mean anything if Tony tells you he's going to do something for you. That means that doesn't mean very much because I might die before then. I might try, but there's so many things that can stop me. I can wake up and the car won't start. All kinds of things. I can wake up and the weather's too bad. Some things can stop talking. But Jesus made us a promise. And he's looking for someone there who will have faith, who will just believe that all things are possible through Christ, which strengthens us. If somebody would just believe those things, regardless of your circumstance, regardless of the situation, but I want you to know, there's a test coming. There are tests that are coming now. Flip over there. Um,
I believe I want to go to the book of Mark, chapter 8. Mark chapter 8 and verse 4. I believe that's where I want to go. Because I want to show you the tests that are coming. And his disciples answered him, From whence can a man satisfy these men with bread here in the wilderness? Hold on. I don't know what I wrote down. Check out um, check out Mark four and thirty seven. Go four and thirty seven. Great. See, there is a test coming, but Jesus is looking. We read earlier. He said, "When the Son of Man returns, is he going to find someone who still has faith in him?" We're not talking about somebody who just says, "Oh, I believe." We're talking about much more than that. We're talking about someone who's living this life. Someone who's truly holding on. Someone who's uh, giving God exactly what he asked for. Whatever he tells you to do, he's looking for somebody who's trying their best to do it. So he said, is he going to find faith? He said, you don't have to be troubled. He said, if you believe God, believe me also. I'm preparing things for you. In one place, he told us he's making a way for us to escape. We're in so many situations, so many predicaments. Things are not working out the way we want them to work a lot of times in our lives. And he said, just don't, you don't even have to worry. I'm preparing some things for you. Many of us truly believe that God has prepared some things for us. Many of us believe that. Right now, we might say, yes, I believe it. Many things are not going the way we planned. When the weather's bad, uh, when we were expecting some phone calls and we haven't received them, when we uh, were expecting this to happen and it hadn't happened yet, when, when all sorts of things seem to be going wrong, when we get a bad report from the doctor, when we get a bad report from this person or that person, what about then? Do we still have that faith? Do we still truly believe God's got something for me? Are you still willing to hold on? Because this is what Jesus taught. This is what he taught. If you don't believe it, read read Mark 4. Because see, sometimes people get caught up on the he say and she say. Stop looking. When Jesus asked the question, when when we first started, Jesus asked them, who do men say that I am? Somebody said John the Baptist, somebody said Elias, somebody said Jeremiah, one or the other prophet. You know, some people believed them. There were some folks that believed those lies. And God knows today people are saying all kinds of things. And somebody's believing it. We're listening to the wrong people. We're listening to what he said, what they said. Well, this what did the word of God say though? We don't need to know somebody's opinion. What did the word of God say? Jesus is looking for faith in him. Pick us up, man. Verse 37. We're in the book of Mark, chapter 4, and at verse 37. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. See, my good God Almighty, look at the situation we're starting with here. The Jesus and his disciples are in a ship, and there arose a great storm of wind, trials and tribulation. The test comes. See, when Jesus was doing all this teaching, when he's talking about, oh, I'm going to prepare a place for you, look, everybody's looking at their child. They say, oh, man, this sounds good. He said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. They said, oh, wow, that's I always wanted a mansion. I always wanted this. I always wanted that. Jesus said, you know what? I'm preparing that for you, just for you. I think I heard a song. He said, 
God got a blessing with my name on it. But yeah, all that stuff sounded good. It made our feet pat. It made our hands clap. But now, hallelujah, the test is coming now to see if you really have the faith that you talked that you had. The test is coming now. Suppose you were in a lot of a lot of us. We watched the movie Titanic, and look, <laughs> that's what we would be thinking about right here. Thinking about oh man, the water's getting all into the boat. We're going to sink and we're going to die. The waves is splashing water into their boat, into their ship, and the Bible says so that it was now full. Look, I. I haven't studied into ships and boats. I, I will not sit here and act as if I know so much about them. But I know one thing, man, the water belongs on the outside of the ship. <laughs> I do know that. Once the water starts to come inside, all of a sudden your ship is not so much of a ship. All of a sudden now it's supposed to be sailing on the water. Now it's sinking into the water. It tells us it was now full, and you know what it's full of? Full of water and full of fear, full of a lack of hope, full of despair. We get in so many situations in our lives, we become full of fear. And Jesus told us to be filled with the Holy Ghost, be full of hope, be full of faith. And yet, a situation has caused us to be full of fear. Read for us, man. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep mm -hmm. on a pillow. Good God Almighty. They are in distress. And he's down there sleeping. <laughs> how many times have we felt this way? I've heard people talk about how they, they prayed because they're full of fear. Because they're full of doubt. They feel helpless. And they felt that they prayed, but God wasn't answering. We felt he's asleep. We felt he's not acting fast enough. How did he let this ship get full? Did he not? You know, we do this today. We say, I know they heard something. They had to have heard something. There's no way they could have slept through all of that. We say this type of stuff all the time. There's no way. There's no way. But Jesus, he's down in the lower parts asleep. And I can guarantee you they're out yelling. They're out trying to scoop water out of the ship. I can guarantee you they're doing that. Nobody would, nobody would just stand there and not even try to scoop water out as they're beginning to sink. See, look at the circumstance that Jesus was going to, that he put them in, not was going to, that he did put them in to test their faith. See, there are tests coming on our lives every day. And God is asking, is he going to find faith when he returns? See, he's giving us time right now. But he said, there's coming a point where your time is up and I'm going to check it, check you out to see if you really held on to the faith. When you thought you were sinking, when you thought all hope was lost, I'm going to test you out. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. So the ship is now full, and he's asleep on a pillow. Free for his man. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Master, cares thou not that we perish? Are you not concerned about my condition? I've heard so many people say this thing when they talked about God. Does he? How did God let this happen? Look, even even the earthquake that took place. Somebody asked me, "How does God let that happen? Does He not care? Does He not care that we perish? How did it happen?" And so somebody is going to look at them. They're going to lose faith. But we have to be those people who no matter what transpires, we have to hold on to the faith. 
God is just testing us. He's preparing some stuff for you. It, it's a sad thing for somebody to prepare something for you and they desire to give it to you, but you don't receive it because of your own, because of your own actions. You don't receive it. If somebody told you tonight that they have a million dollars for you, and they said, all you have to do is just come over and get it. But I guarantee you, if you don't have a car, then you'll walk, you'll crawl, you'll do whatever you have to do. You will do, look, you'll ask people for rides. You will do whatever it takes to go and get it. Jesus said, I prepared something for you. The only thing you have to do is remain faithful. But they have now become full. And I can tell you, it was not full of faith. It was full of fear. He told them uh, in, in another place, it doesn't say it in this one, I think it's in the book of Matthew. He said, oh, ye of little faith. Oh, ye of little faith. I won't go and get it. Lord, help us. When you start looking at your situation sinking, Will you remain faithful? Will we start asking, Lord, just help me. Help me to hold on to the faith. Lord, it'll get harder and harder. I did a Bible study on, uh, don't focus on what it looks like. Don't focus on those things. Because if you do, you will lose your faith. It's only natural. But we, we know the story of Jesus. He allowed Peter to walk on water. And Peter started out fine until he began to look around, until he began to think, man, I'm actually doing this, until the, the waves, the, the water began to beat against his leg, until the wind began to blow, until all, all these things, somebody said, all hell started to break loose, until all, all these things started to happen. And it caused him to doubt. Jesus asked me, he said, why did you doubt? Because he got caught up looking at his surroundings. See, we're surrounded by people who are not holding on to the faith that God told them every day of our lives. We're surrounded by people who are losing faith. They might say, I believe in Jesus but they're not holding on to what he told them. And so the question is, what are we going to do? Are we going to hold on? So Jesus, let's pick it up in verse 39, man. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace, be still. Mm -hmm. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. Now, now everybody can calm down. Look, I, 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 look, I would have been in the same, the same shape that these disciples were. I'm no greater than they. I would have been looking around, panicking, with the water up to my legs, my knees. I would have been looking around, panicking also. But we got to wake Jesus up. Where, where is he at? What's he doing sleeping? Man, we're up here about to die. You're talking about you need some rest. But Jesus was teaching them something. The same message he's trying to teach us. We got to have faith. Read for us, man, in verse 4. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? Mm -hmm. how, how is it that you have no faith? My God. My God. Look at what they just endured. He asked them this question. He said, how were you so fearful? What were you so afraid of? Why did you not have any faith? You know what we be thinking? See, we, we've got to get beyond the, well, he said this, and did you not see that? And they we got to move past that. Jesus is expecting more out of us than what we realize, than what they said. Oh, he's expecting way more than what they said because they don't know Jesus. 
So we listened to they, and they told us, oh, don't worry about it. Uh, you'll still be saved. Oh, we're all sinners. We'll, we'll all make, look, you better start listening to they and listen, listen to what he said. And these people put water coming all up to their knees. I don't know if it really came to their knees, but the Bible tells me the ship was full, full of water and full of fear. So I know some water had to be getting up past their ankles now. So I'm saying this to their knees. The Bible didn't say that, so don't hold me to that. But I'm trying to paint this picture for you to understand this situation that they were in. Jesus, you know why he can ask that question? Because he had been trying to train them. He has been training them all the way up until this point to have faith. He's made them promises. You know, God has made us some promises. And you know what? Sometimes the devil swoops in and he causes us to think, oh, it'll never happen for you. Oh, it won't work. Even though God has already promised us. He's going to take us to another level. He's already promised this. But sometimes we receive an evil report. Sometimes we think, well, we got this problem, man. Well, I struggle with that. Causes us to not have faith in what Jesus told us. So he asked them the question, why are you so fearful? Why are you so afraid when I've already promised you? That's what he's telling them. I've already assured you. Have we not seen God work miracles in our lives already? But God has worked so many miracles in our lives. If we would just stop and think about, I know you don't have the story that somebody else might have, and I'm not asking you to have that. But just think about the miracle that God has worked in your own life. And if you say you don't know him, ask God to reveal him to you. But he'll cause you to think about something. He will. He will. Every day you make it to your destination. I don't care where you go. You can go right next door. You can go right in your front yard. Every day. That's a blessing. That's a miracle. Because there are people who get killed, even in their own homes. Not bothering anybody. The devil will use somebody to come up and kill them. If you don't think these things are miracles, I don't know what is. Just how God has kept us, brought us through sicknesses. We've seen how many people died from COVID. I understand, oh, the numbers got skewed and all this and that. I hear all of that. But I know what COVID did to my body. I know I was dying for two weeks in the bed. I know even after I was able to get up, I remember still feeling the effects of that sickness. That was nothing but God. It's, no, it's nobody but him who stopped me from feeling that way even again. There's so many testimonies we, we all have of how God has kept us. We didn't deserve that. And so now he's asking, what did you learn from? Did you learn to trust me at all? Did you learn to have faith? Jesus was right there with them. We must remember, regardless of what your situation appears to be, he's right there with you. He's right there. Even though we think, oh, he's asleep. He has no clue what's going on. But Jesus knew the whole time. He didn't know the whole time what was going on. He woke up. He said, please be still. And there was a great calm. Like never before, I'm sure. There was a great calm. And then he had to correct them and teach them. But you got to have faith. I don't, he, he's telling us he does not care. What it appears. How bad the situation look. Look, even uh, some weeks back, God is trying to show us things as a, as a people, not a race, as a people. Not just a country, as a people. God is trying to show us. 
there's a man died in football. I don't even remember how many weeks ago it was now. I don't know how many months. It wasn't very long ago. Man died right there on the field. They had to do CPR to him. Look, we can say, oh, well, it was because they did CPR. And, oh, it'll be. Look, <laughs> my God, we're listening to what they said again. We're listening to what he said, what she said. Oh, they said it was the CPR. Do you understand if CPR could save every person in the world, that nobody would ever die? We said, brother, all you got to do is CPR. Oh, they don't have a heartbeat. Oh, just do CPR. Oh, they died in a car accident. Once you get there, just do CPR. It's no problem. Oh, they drowned. But get them out the water after they drowned. Just do CPR. We must recognize, look, it's God. It is him. It is in him that we breathe, that we move, that we have our being. It is him. It is always him. As a world, we watch this man die on the field. We watched him have no lingering injuries. And I said at the time, anybody who's listened to these Bible studies, you can recall me saying, I I began to look at that. See, I try to see God in every situation. I'm watching to see what God is doing because I don't want to be left out of God's plans. I don't have to know what so-and-so is doing, <laughs> what, what new business idea that they're working that's, that's good. I don't know everything that someone else is doing, but I, I don't want to be left out on what God is doing. So I'm thinking, I'm, I'm looking at this mass. I wonder if God will give this man a full recovery. Yeah, so the entire world can see, oh, he's still God. He can take a situation that seemed as if this man should have been paralyzed. He should have had some type of brain issue. He should have had some type of spinal injury. God said, no, I'm going to fully recover this man. See, we're looking at the type of God who we serve. So I'm telling you tonight, regardless of what situation you find yourself in, even if the doctor tells you, look, you're going to be paralyzed. Uh, if they say, oh, you're, you're, you won't be able to see, oh, you're going to die in two weeks, in two months, whatever it is, if you can just remain full of faith instead of full of fear. See, it might be your time to God. I can't say, but you know what? I'm going to continue believing that God is in control. That much I'm going to continue to do until God tells me, no, Tony, that's it. We've got to remain full of faith. So Jesus asked the question, when the Son of Man returns, is he going to find someone who has faith? You know, Jesus, really quickly, man, run over to the book of John. Because my time is is pretty much out. But run over to the book of John. Uh, Let's get John chapter... John chapter 11. Let's go to John 11. Verse 39. John 11. Verse 39. Jesus wants us to understand he has no limitations. Whatever problem you're facing, if if you're struggling to pay your bill, God is there to help you. Look, if you're struggling with addiction, God will help you. If whatever it is that you struggle with, whatever problem you have, God is there to help you. If you're feeling depressed, look, he's there to help you. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter. He's there to help you. But we must realize when we get in these situations where we feel all hope is lost, because of what it looks like, we have to remember to have faith. Because that's who Jesus is. This is what he's about. This is what he taught his disciples. He said, have faith no matter what. It doesn't matter who you're in a ship about to sink. He still told them to have faith. We're going to find here the man Lazarus. 
had been dead for four days. And you know what? Jesus was still preaching faith. Man had been dead for four long days. Jesus, God Almighty, he's still preaching faith. He's still preaching faith. Read for us, man, in the 39. Jesus said, take ye away the stone. Mm-hmm. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. See, he's trying to teach us time and time again. Don't focus on what it looks like for you right now. Right now, it might not be good. It might look real bad. It might look like God is not it's not working. The things I've been trying is not even working. But Jesus said, I want you to remove the stone. Remove what's separating us from Lazarus. Remove the stone from his grave. She began to mention all the problems. But that's not what Jesus wants us to focus on. See, he's a man of faith. Read for his man. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, that shouldest see the glory, thou shouldest see the glory of God? Hallelujah. You know, I, I love the fact that God is not a respecter of person. I, I love the fact that what he says unto one, he says unto all. I love the fact that he's not thinking about what uh, uh, race. He's not thinking about your height, how much money you make. He said, if you can just believe, look, you'll see the glory of God. You will see the power of God in your life if you can just believe, if you can just have faith. This is the level he's trying to get us to. If you can just have faith, you will see God working in your life. Other people will begin to see if you can just have faith, but you not you not only have to have it, you got to hold on to it. There's a reason Jesus asked. When he returns, he said, "Am I? Is there going to be anyone who has faith on earth, or did they all lose it because of what he said, or what they said, or what so and so said, because of how bad it looked?" Did they lose it? Read for us, man. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus verse lifted 43. up. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what was that? Oh, the verse Drop the verse 43 for us. They removed the stone. Drop the verse 43 for us. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Mm-hmm. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his mm-hmm. face was bound about with a napkin. You know, this was an incredible thing that Jesus did in their sight. This was incredible. Through this situation, and so many others that we will not be able to talk about tonight. He's trying to teach us have faith, regardless of how impossible certain things may seem, regardless of what they said, regardless of what somebody told you. We still have to trust God. He's going to work a situation out for work the thing out for us. You know, he's looking to see if you truly have this faith. If you really are a child of God or not, he's looking. He called Lazarus back from the grave after four days of being dead. There was another man couldn't walk for 38, the Bible says 38 years, man couldn't walk. Jesus intervened, but Jesus intervened, told the man, take up thy bed and walk. If you can have faith, we can see the glory of God in our lives. We can see his power. 
we can see him work things out, making ways where it seems like, man, this, this should not have worked. But all you have to do is just have faith. But we've got to get away from what they said. See, they are going to cause us to be lost. What somebody said, because they feel so strong about it. They said, man, I'm sure. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they are going to get us in trouble. So Jesus asked him the son. He said, who do men say that I am? They told him all these different, different answers. He said, but now I want you to tell me who you say that I am. See, they got it confused. They got it twisted when people tell you all kind of wrong thing today. Somebody told me. They said, oh, you got to study the Greek and you got to read the Aramaic and the Hebrew, oh, brother. <laughs> you don't have to know every language under the sun to know the word of God. That's not what you have to do. You got to get in the word and ask God to help you and ask God to reveal things to you. Ask God to strengthen you. You got to hold on to the faith. So God bless you guys. At this time, I'll turn it back into the hands of Melvin. Um, thank you for the message. Uh, we have a few more com comments. David says, God said in his word, God said it in his word, and I believe it. Uh, if he said it, and it's, it's true. Um, Cynthia says, I pray my faith never fails. God is faithful. Um, Larry Wanda says, walking in the newness of life daily. Um, let's see. David quotes James chapter 1, verses 22 through 25, which is basically saying we need to be doers of the word and not hearers only because we will be deceiving our own selves. Um, Jeremy says we, we have to fear the Lord and trust in him. Um, let's see. Cynthia says, what a mighty God that we serve. And Jeremy also says, walk by faith and not by sight. And if you have any more comments or, or questions, please drop them below. Uh, we love the interaction and we, we love to be a help in spreading the word of God. Um, Tony, you mentioned earlier about uh, miracles now. Um, and for one thing, well, one thing that Jesus was and is, is a miracle worker. And I can speak on my life, um, even just recently, uh, about a few months ago, November 5th, 2022, my wife and I were involved in a horrible car accident, just sitting at a red light. And um, I can just think, think and be grateful that we are still here. And, you know, wife, my, my wife was and still is pregnant and absolutely nothing is wrong with the baby now. So that we're just even more grateful. Um, but that, that situation was looking bleak. So I believe that he was testing our faith and that we had to remain faithful uh, without any transportation, without any other extra money coming in. We had to remain faithful. And we're just so grateful for the miraculous event that happened because I can look at other car accidents that are not nearly as bad and the people didn't even survive. The guy that hit us was in a big Toyota Tundra and his truck flipped over three or four times and he was trapped in between his truck and the ground. And as far as I know, he also survived. And we got knocked two lanes over to our right. And I didn't even know we moved. We had gotten hit so hard, hit so hard, but I'm just grateful, you know, just to wake up every day is a miracle. Every time our heart beats is a miracle. Every time we inhale and exhale, it's a miracle because a lot of people's body functions do not work as they should. And they need machines and all of that. So I'm, I'm grateful. That's all that I have to add, add to that. So we thank you guys so much for tuning in to the live stream. Thank you to the commenters. I see we don't have any more. We have Casey, David, Kiara, Chelsea, Sister Rosie, Cynthia, Larry, Wanda, and Jeremy. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And for all of our podcast listeners as well, thank you guys for listening every single week. And um, as I always like to say, well, my reminder to you guys is we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's a good message each and every single week. We would love to see you guys there. Tony mentioned two previous Bible studies called Lord Help Me in the Moment. And also, I don't remember the other one, um, Real Life, because he, he said he had the question of 
what do these scriptures have to do with real life? I have linked both of those in the comments on our YouTube page and as well as our Joy in the Midst of the Storm Facebook page. I know we did two of them on Lord Help Me in the Moment. So we definitely encourage you guys to go and listen or watch those Bible studies because they are important. And we should apply all of these scriptures to our daily lives. So I believe that is all of our comments. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always, because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm, no matter what your earthly situation looks like. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening live with another topic coming straight from the word of God. So until then, you guys have a happy, safe, blessed and blessed weekend and week. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign Joy Storm 12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Mm-hmm.